Welcome to another edition of the 12 Questions on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today is an interview that I wasn't sure was going to happen because it sort of was an odd situation. Um, Now that you're listening to these as a podcast, as well as perhaps reading them, you can sort of get a behind the scenes a little bit more of how interviews almost fall through sometimes or have problems. This is with Martin Truex Jr., and it happened on the Friday of Daytona Speed Weeks, the opening Friday. And I didn't know at the time, Truex was having a lot of problems with this car. As you know, throughout Speed Weeks, the Furniture Row Racing Cars had quite a few problems with inspection, and they had just discovered this. They had missed the first practice, and they were trying to get their car ready for the second practice. And um, the interview was scheduled. Um, Truex wasn't coming out of his hauler yet. Cole Pern comes out and says, are you waiting for Truex? I said, yeah. He said, "Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And he just walked away, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I waited a little bit longer, and then it was like 10 minutes till practice, and I thought, "Uh, this is... There's not enough time to do a 12 questions now. They usually take between 10 to 15 minutes. It's going to be too rushed. But then Martin comes out. I started to walk away. He comes out and I said, oh, let me just come back a different time. You know, when, when you're not, I don't know what's going on, but you're not as rushed or whatever. And he said, no, no, I can do it now. Yeah, we can knock it out. I, I'm fast. So I said, okay. <laughs> so we ended up doing it, leaning on a stack of tires and, um, <laughs> It was pretty short. I think it was one of the shortest 12 questions ever, but I thought it was still pretty good. Martin always seems to be in a good mood, even when things are going bad, like was the case was the case this time. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Here's the 12 questions with Martin Truex Jr. All right, we are here with Martin Truex Jr. And the first question is, how much of your success is based on natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I guess you kind of get you know to this level off of natural ability you know um you know for me building cars growing up around racing um and learning about it early on before i even started driving is kind of what helped get me to this level but once you get here you realize okay everybody's pretty good you got to try to find those little things that stick out uh of how to get better obviously a big part of it's your team you're with and and the the ideas they have and how you kind of work together but um it's definitely a combination of both and you're always looking you're always looking for something that next little thing that you can do better you know i think after every weekend we're always looking at each other on our team and saying okay what do we got to do to be better whether it's me or the crew chief or engineer or, or something so um it's definitely a combination of both okay so jeff gordon tony stewart and carl edwards have all retired in the last couple of years what's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours <laughs> Well, first off, I'm glad they're fans of racing in general, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm just a regular guy, just like most normal people, and I drive a race car for a living. So I don't have any crazy sales pitch other than, uh, you know, I'm pretty normal. <laughs> so if you're a normal person and you want to relate to somebody else that's normal, Mark Trix Jr. I'm your guy if you're just a normal person. <laughs> okay. What's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? Um meetings i'm not a meeting i hate meetings I, I sit there for five minutes and i start getting antsy my foot starts tapping and we're like looking at my phone all right how long is this gonna last what can i i got stuff to do meetings okay. <laughs> um so a fan spots you eating dinner at a nice restaurant should they come over for an autograph or yes. should they yes. yes heck yes come on over say hello okay. <laughs> even if you're you have food in your mouth or something yeah it's fine i'll swallow it okay 
what's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? Uh, probably all the good things drivers and, and teams do, uh, you know, charity efforts, things like that. I think a lot of good comes out of this garage and the people work in it, uh, and we don't hear a whole lot about all that. Uh, who's the last driver you texted? Our group text uh, has the Gibbs drivers on it, so I was on there. That was the last time. No, I'm uh, lying to you. It's Newman. I was texting with him before practice. Okay, there you go. Do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? Yes. If you're not entertained by racing, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> What's your middle finger policy on the racetrack? Somebody pisses you off, you show them the middle finger. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, it, these days it's so common that you don't even feel bad about doing it anymore. You know, it's like you... you throw somebody the burden after the race, put your arm around and be like, hey man, what's happening? How you doing? Do you have a good race? I mean, it's it's just basically a way, it's a way of showing that you're mad at that guy. It's not personal. It's on the racetrack and what happens on the track stays on the track. Some drivers keep a payback list in their minds for when something bad happens. Do you have a payback list for something good? Like if somebody did you a favor? Absolutely. I think you, you remember everything that happens on the racetrack, good or bad. So how guys are racing you, um, you know, I mean, you, you don't forget things that happened years ago. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely have your list of guys that you like to be around and you understand that you know you can work with and trust on the racetrack, and then you always have, you know, a handful of guys that you know you can't. Okay. Um, who's the most famous person you've had dinner with? Famous person I've had dinner with? gotta be Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> I mean, come on, he's pretty famous, you know? He's pretty famous. He's like 10, 15 time most popular driver. He's kind of a big deal. Okay. Um, what's something about yourself you'd like to improve? Uh, let's see. I've already, I've kind of improved one thing this winter some. I, I, I like to sleep in. I don't like to get up early. And I feel like I waste the whole day, so I've been getting up earlier, so I'm getting a little better at that. Uh, aside from that, pretty happy with who I am. What do you define as early, getting up early? Uh, be before 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wow. 9 to 10 is pretty early for me. Yeah. Um, so the question from the last guy is Kyle Busch. His question for you is, what does it feel like to get all the best stuff from Joe Gibbs Racing? <laughs> uh, it feels great. Late 1,800-some laps last year, so feels better than uh, getting the fourth or fifth best stuff that's for sure <laughs> and um i i'm sorry to tell you i don't know who the next interview is with so okay. do you have a question i can just generally ask somebody um you should ask generally who do they think is the team to beat this year okay yeah it's yeah, a good question yeah i'd like to know that myself well thanks for doing this Furniture Row Racing. There you have it. I like you, buddy. I like it. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Thank you, man. We knocked it out in uh, five minutes, 38 seconds. New record? Yeah. Pretty good. So there you have it. That was more fun than I thought it would have been in a short five-minute, 38-second interview or whatever it was. Um, I want to give some thank yous to some patrons who have earned shout-outs on the podcast. That includes Megan Lieben, Melissa Hirschkoff. Cheryl Bickley, 
Sandy Overlease, Leanne Fuller, and Gail Delaney. And Gail really wants me to let you know that she's from Prince Edward Island. And she says that that proves that people are listening, not just in the United States. I have listeners in Canada, and she wants me to make that very clear. So thank you, Gail, for being an international listener, so to speak. Um, if you're looking to support the podcast or interested in supporting anything I do, um, aside from the Patreon thing, if, you, if you're not a patron, uh, one way to do it that's of no cost to you is to, to go shopping on Amazon.com. If you use the link jeffgluck.com slash Amazon to start your Amazon shopping, Amazon will actually give some of the proceeds of that to the website and that can help keep this whole thing running so i would appreciate that if not either way i'll be back next week i'm heading to atlanta motor speedway this weekend and i will talk to you soon on the untitled jeff gluck podcast